0: to introduce you to the president of Minnesota State University Mankato Dr. Edward Inch. Good morning Dr. Inch.
1: Good morning how are you doing?
0: Great good to have you again. Uh, It's been a little couple months at least since we've had you and things have been rolling along here on campus and the one thing that's really nice to mention is we are no longer wearing the masks. That's right. Things are looking better in that area.
1: And I'm no longer having to layer up as much as I was <laughs> with my heavy wool coat. So this is now getting somewhat tropical.
0: It is. Sort actually of. kind of is kind of <laughs> compared is. To, to what we've had. A uh, big day for you today. Of course, today is the TEDx MNSU conference, which is an independent TED mm-hmm. uh, talk conference. And so I know you are going to be leaving shortly to be the uh, guy who introduces it. So talk a little bit about the significance of having that here at Minnesota State
1: it's impressive I just walked over to the ballroom to see what the setup looked like and and people are just very energized about it it really is an opportunity to showcase some of what uh, our faculty and our staff and our students um, think about work on and some of the great ideas they have what I was particularly impressed with is that it's six of our graduate students are the ones that are the driving force behind this and that every speaker today is somebody from our university, a student, a staff member, faculty member, and the, the notion is, you know, how do you showcase the great ideas and talents of our campus in, in ways that are easily accessible? And I think this is going to be such a tremendous way to do that and really get some of our best ideas out there. I'm and looking forward to it.
0: And the theme is big ideas, real Big world. ideas. Yes, so yep. so it'll be exciting and we had one of the presenters, Dad Schunkweiler, earlier on this week talking about, uh, well, he was specifically talking about the Center for Rural Behavioral Health, but he's giving a TED Talk, one of the first ones today at 10 o'clock uh, on uh, resilience, which sounds really interesting. So if you haven't, don't know about it, you can go online to M N S U and find out, and, and I think you can still probably attend. I know oh, it's, yeah, from, I think you can. it's from 10 until, is it 3 this I afternoon? Believe it's three. Yeah. Yeah, so it's in the Centennial Student Ballroom. So that's really exciting to have, and, and you're going to be going over there shortly. That's and right. Since you're here, and I mentioned it, the Center for Rural Behavioral Health is kind of a big deal. Uh, we talked about it earlier this week and the significance of it. So. From your perspective, let's chat a little bit about it.
1: Well, one of the things that has been apparent in the time that I have been here and talking with uh, other, uh, talking with colleagues around the state and some of the uh, other presidents at our community colleges is there's a real gap in health care and health services in some of the more rural areas of the state. So this initiative was taken on to help address those gaps and to work with partners across the state to be able to provide services. Uh, In fact, I I, I just attended a Board of Trustees meeting and was talking with the uh, president of the newly formed College of the North, which is a a merger of uh, five five colleges. And he's excited about it because it's very hard to have uh, uh, behavioral and and mental health care uh, in some areas of the state that he serves. And so I, I think this is something that can grow, be real benefit and service to the state, and support students but also communities.
0: And I know the idea because there is it is hard to attract uh, folks to be practicing in rural areas, and right. that's the whole whole point of it. And so you mentioned that merger as well. The up north, mm-hmm. there are five. Is it uh, technical schools?
1: Yeah, two-year colleges. So okay. uh, mostly technical schools. Yeah,
0: and that they have combined now to form one major
1: the college of the north. College
0: of the North, and then that will be part of the Minnisku system, which Correct. is Minnesota State. system, I should say, and then that will be able to, I guess, better use those resources. Right.
1: In a lot of ways, it allows them to leverage the facilities and the infrastructure that they have, and then to focus their efforts in in service of the regions that they they, uh, work with.
0: Another thing happening here on campus, and I just seen the announcement this week, is the provost search. Uh, oh, yeah. We're looking because you have been. We have an interim provost,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: you, as a new president, started on what July first, July of, one. So it hasn't even been a year yet. No, and then in, in that process, we are now looking for a provost. So how is that search going, and where are we at?
1: It's going well. Uh, let me just back up to say you, you, the provost is a very important position for many reasons. Right, uh, not the least of which is it helps us focus our energies and. and Uh, design the strategies that are going to best serve our students so that they're able to uh, complete their programs effectively and efficiently with least amount of debt possible and then to be uh, successful once they graduate. So I, I look at this position as being a very important partner for me but also the rest of the leadership on campus. So We've run a national search. We had almost 60 applications. Of those, uh, there were 12 that were semifinalists that were screened by a committee representing the different units on campus. And uh, they recommended to me uh, four people that uh, we're bringing to campus. Uh, And they're going to be here all next week. And there will be opportunities for public comment. It's available on the search site. The, the uh, thing I'm looking for is somebody that has a broad vision for how it is we can help effectively educate our students, work effectively in our community. And uh, the finalists that have been identified are truly remarkable. Uh, the last thing I think I've mentioned there is uh, we've been very fortunate to have two good interim provosts, mm-hmm. but the challenge with interim in, in or in any position is it's tough to build long-term strategy on mm-hmm. year-to-year contracts and so our hope is to make sure that we stabilize uh, the leadership in that office as well as and it's, you know everybody's done a very good job and worked hard but when you have somebody that's in the position permanently we can make longer-range plans which is the goal here as we design our strategy around destination 2030 for Mankato.
0: And I'm glad you mentioned that the public is welcome to be a part of this yes. project. We are a public institution so if you have an interest in that there are ways to I think log in or or be a part of it and get a chance to review and and I assume that you take some of their input as well.
1: I take that input uh, very seriously because you know the provost's job is to lead the academic sector, but that means being attuned to all of the constituents that we have that we serve, and that means being able to listen carefully and understand what people are saying and so from Tuesday through Friday at 10 a.m. is the public, or the public, uh, a forum opportunity, and the provost website has the times or the uh, login numbers for that or the Zoom number. The All right, Zoom so links. public, if
0: if you are interested in that, that is a great way to just go to MNSU and you can find out the the detailed information on the, that schedule. Now, this is something I know you're excited about. Okay, I think you are when I say it go Mavericks go Mavs. oh right. my gosh the the uh, excitement here on campus with the the winning sports teams and especially now hockey yeah let's uh, talk a little bit about that are you going to the game
1: well yeah of course yeah, you know it's <laughs> you yeah, I've always liked this period of time in in this the school year from spring break through commencement because there's so much amazing stuff that goes on everything from you know we're about to have sound of music we have national championships that we've earned now individual and team championships and we have our hockey team uh that is just playing amazingly good yeah, hockey and, and uh to you know i believe it's another sellout crowd tonight and uh or tomorrow night and i'm looking forward to the game
0: yeah i know my, my husband got some tickets for himself and, and my son who is very very excited about that as well and i think they're gonna win I'm just, that's my prediction.
1: I'm not going to jinx this, right? So I'm making no predictions. I used to work with a skipper on a salmon boat (laughs) who wouldn't allow us to make any predictions about anything because that's bad news. So I'm not making any prediction. I'm going to go and enjoy the game, root on our team, and I'm sure we'll do amazing.
0: Okay. Fair enough. That's wonderful. Another team that has done well that probably doesn't get as much public kudos as hockey because hockey is, of course, very you know, broad interest in that is the the handball team. <laughs> I know Minnesota State's handball team won a national championship, and I think I read that there have been just two main winners of that championship for the last thirty years. And finally, they broke that streak by MSU coming in and being the champions.
1: In fact, I, I was meeting with departments yesterday. I met the the coach, and uh, that whole department was just very excited. About uh, the success that our handball team had had, and uh, they introduced me a little bit to it 's one of the things i didn 't know we had when I started here, so now i 've learned about this and how much fun is that, right? I mean, you know, well, it's Well, it's relatively
0: new too. Yeah. to the university. But with,
1: you know, with any of our athletic activities or any of the things that we do that ask students to go beyond their curriculum and, you know, work in teams or work in, in an environment that is outside of what would be a normal comfort zone. This is amazingly good stuff. I think it draws people together. I think it helps our students long range.
0: Have you ever seen a handball tournament?
1: I had a brother who used to play it.
0: Oh, well, you, so then So I, I haven't guess... seen
1: a tournament. I know my brother was slow, but uh, <laughs> but it was it was fun to watch and I haven't played it it looked painful on the hand. I suppose you have a good glove or something.
0: Yeah, maybe pickleball's better. Maybe, maybe easier. I'm not sure. My yeah. my husband plays that and he said if he can do that at his age, yeah, anybody can. All right. Okay. All right. Enrollment. How are things going with enrollment because you know we're always looking at the the trends of course nationally and we've talked about this before yes. how the the trend is down toward people going on to college. Um, and now that COVID is over, well, not I shouldn't say I shouldn't say that. Yeah. Don't want to jinx that, that either. I don't want to jinx that either. Yeah, right. Exactly. right. The, the things are opening up. Let's put it that way. And, and more in classes. Are things improving again, or what are we looking at? As because I know now, my son who is a senior has been in piles and piles and piles of schools saying, "Hey, come see us. Come see us. Register, yep. register." And he has, by the way, registered for MSU. So I know that there's a lot of a. Uh, hope, I think, by a lot of schools, hoping that students are going to be coming.
1: It's going to be a difficult year to discern what the numbers mean because we're coming out of COVID where you had students that s- stopped out for a year, took a gap year. You had students that opted to do other things, especially in a very good labor market. Uh, so it's difficult to know whether our numbers are as predictive as they were as before COVID. But right now, uh, we're back to pre pandemic levels and applications, and uh, our housing deposits and roommate selection all all suggest that we are climbing back to where we were and we were never down very far two uh, to three percent during the pandemic, but it looks like those levels are coming back uh, it's just going to you know I think what we need to do right now is make sure that we're following up with our students and uh, Uh, answering whatever questions they have, and and doing uh, a little extra outreach as we uh, uh, try to bring in our our class. But uh, the numbers look good right now.
0: So they're good, but as you mentioned, until until it's It's, over, it
1: isn't over. It's a tough year to decide. Now, one of the things that I hear back from our students and the ones that I've talked about that are thinking about us, because I go, on some of the tours around campus is it is important they want to know that we have face-to-face classes they want to know that they'll meet their professors that they'll get to work with their professors and it's not that every class has to be face-to-face but they you know one of the the things we do that is truly good and i hear this from our alums as well is the personal connection between the faculty member and the student and so i do hear that students want to come back in an environment maybe not exactly the same as pre-pandemic, but one in which there is a, a tight partnership uh, with, the, with their faculty members, where there's a, a, a real sense that they have mentors on our campus. I think it's one of the things we do really, really well.
0: Do you know what the percentage of face-to-face cl- versus online classes are nowadays?
1: I think we're about 55 to 60 percent that have a face-to-face component.
0: Okay. I mean, I, I know yeah. that I've been seeing, obviously, more students on campus than we did before, but yeah. still maybe not quite as many yet. Not quite as many. Yeah,
1: but that should grow back more by fall.
0: All right. So enrollment well. Enrollment's looking okay. I'm
1: I'm optimistic.
0: Very good. And you mentioned graduation too. We're gonna do a little bit different this year with graduation. In in the spring it's always been the largest contingent of our students who march across the stage and Dwayne and I and before Golly used to be able Mm -hmm. to announce the names and just one of the greatest things for me because it's so I guess it's just so rewarding to see those students, especially when you've had them maybe in the radio station and see them cross the stage, accomplish their goals. And it used to be two, uh, well, actually three. It used to be a 9 o'clock, noon, and a 3 o'clock and splitting the colleges up. But now something new is coming, and it's going to be quite a bit different, actually.
1: Well, we're going to try something. Yeah. Now, in part, this is born out of, um, we had to limit the number of attendees during the winter commencement. I don't like to do that, right? Right. I mean, we couldn't. We couldn't sell out the the, the arena. So what we had to do is issue six tickets, and that wasn't good. I mean, everybody understood that's why we needed to do it, Mm -hmm. you know, to have social distancing. But what we thought we would do this time, just to try it, is uh, if we go to a ceremony for each of the colleges, our hope is, one— people can bring their families and there's not going to be a restriction on tickets but two is it might make it a more intimate more personalized experience where the deans kind of showcase their college for the families for the students what it is that they have done and then the the goal is after each of the ceremonies is that uh, the colleges get to host a reception in the ballroom where the families and the faculty and the staff and the students can all meet and kind of talk, talk together and have some time in community.
0: And so this means instead of the 3 we will be having 6. 6. 6 and it'll be spread out. Let's see. I can't remember the dates. I know it's a Friday and a Saturday. I think it's
1: 6 and 7. Is I'm, it June? i not. It's yeah, uh, May 6 and 7. May 6 and 7.
0: Okay. So instead so then they'll have um, there'll be 3 or no, 2 on Friday.
1: 2 on Friday. and 4
0: on Saturday. 4 on Saturday. And I think that'll be nice, too, for everything from parking to getting in and out and that sort of thing, too. But Dwayne and I are excited, too. It'll be a little different and a little shorter, I I guess. Each one will be a little shorter, which will be nice. So if you have students who are graduating, uh, you can bring bring more of the family.
1: And, you know, we're thinking this is just a... a a better opportunity for students to celebrate with their faculty. For example, for most master's students, they don't get to be hooded in the ceremony that's done beforehand. Now they'll be able to be hooded.
0: Oh, are they going to be doing that on the stage?
1: I shouldn't speak for the the deans. They're setting this up. But but one of the goals was it would provide that opportunity. Sure, just celebrate to celebrate with the hooked. wider. Just so we can have a, a, a bit better celebration that is more, because students, while I can run a, a ceremony, students don't know me as well as they're going to know their deans and their faculty. Sure. And so I kind of like the idea that uh, their deans and the chairs and the faculty have this celebration with their students.
0: So right now it's the first. We'll see how it works. And maybe, who knows, maybe it'll continue.
1: We'll see what happens. We'll
0: see what happens. OK, and uh, you are mentioning uh, alumni as well. I know you are doing visits always with alumni talk a little bit about that what sorts of things are you hearing from the alumni as you go out and about
1: well alumni are very reflective of what i hear from our uh, our students is uh, the single best thing they take away from us uh, more than their degree more than their time they were on campus are the relationships they built with their faculty many of whom they say continue to be their mentors continue to be uh, colleagues that they talk with and you know one of the things that just strikes me about this campus is the, are the number of very entrepreneurial types of alums we produce, regardless of the discipline, how our people have bold ideas. They think forward. They look at where their respective industries are going and what it is they want to be able to accomplish. They're very community-centered. Uh, and something when I when I talk with them, they they get always get back to there's an anchor experience here usually with a faculty or staff member that made the difference. And it might have been on a stage, it might have been on a field, but most often it's in uh, just uh, random occurrences where they meet up with a faculty member over lunch, or they met somebody in office hours, and all of a sudden some spark got lit, and. Uh, That's that's what I hear most. I think that's for me. That's very inspiring because it says we're doing our job right, and that uh, education is something that is educating the whole person. Right? It's not just what happens in a classroom or in a series of classes. It has to do with the experience they have with people at the university that really help move them to where they're going to go in their life.
0: Now, you do you think we're any we have a a greater um, number of folks who are have that entrepreneurial spirit than than other places. I mean, you mentioned that you you see a lot of it. So I'm just curious, compared with other places you've been, and
1: every place has a different personality and a right. different focus in what it is they try to do. Uh, this place, compared to places I've been anyway, much more entrepreneurial.
0: That's interesting.
1: Now, other places I think will become that, but it hasn't been – they focus on other things that are really important to that university sure. for who they are and what they're trying to do. Um, this place really nurtures and supports um, – I mean, it, it's, it gets down to the, the taglines, you know, supports the development of big ideas and then learning how to put those into place.
0: And that just goes to the next thing of some of the things we are doing here on campus to develop that spirit is – Coming up next yeah. month is the undergraduate research symposium. Intent to present. Yep. Le- that has uh, become a big deal here on campus. It's, it's that whole theory of learning by doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to you to expand on that.
1: I well, I think that uh, we went through a long period of time in higher ed where we uh, focused on only the intellectual component without thinking about how that translates mm-hmm. to action. I. Uh, our campus, I think, has done very good work in designing, moving past, you know, lecture, past activity-based uh, instruction, past flipped classroom, which was in vogue for a while, now toward focusing on the kinds of projects that students can do, which really place our faculty members in a role of being a mentor, a coach, mm-hmm. uh, somebody that has ideas that can nudge a student along. And when I've talked to faculty about this, they this is where faculty get very excited because they learn things from their students, too. And it's where our students have the benefit of a faculty mentor who's with them through a journey, and that's a very powerful experience. And so the reason I, I think things like undergraduate research and the research that we do with our students on this campus is so terribly important is because uh, our faculty who understand how to po- how to design an inquiry, develop the methods for uh, answering their questions, being able to ascertain good data from bad, and make make decisions around what what to use or not. Uh, students get to learn that from people who are already masters at it and so that tight connection that students have in their research endeavors with faculty members who have expertise in these areas i think really helps develop you know qualities of mind qualities of inquiry and the kinds of knowledge that our students are going to be able to use and apply with whatever walk of life they go into
0: well i know that with the undergraduate research symposium some of the the topics that i've seen in the past have been extremely unique and just the ideas that some of the students present are just I, I, fascinating yeah. so I, I don't I think it's is that pretty much open to the public as well that yeah. they can see yeah because that's another thing I was going to say if people really want to kind of know what the the nuts and bolts of what's happening here it's another thing they could take advantage of and I know it's uh, next month the undergraduate research symposium and I'm sure we'll be talking about that more on yep this and, show. It's,
1: and it's uh, on the university calendar and it runs uh, through April okay it's an exciting time. I mean, it's where our students get really passionate, too, about, about being able to do research and about being able to do research with experts is something that is it's a remarkable opportunity.
0: Alright, what else is on your mind?
1: Well, let me think.
0: Spring. I'm excited for spring myself, and that's soon. But
1: yeah. when I, you know, for sp- spring, I think uh, there's so much that goes on and uh, so much celebration f- of of the accomplishments of our students and our staff and the faculty over the course of the year. I do think, you know, you know, for the very first time, our our women's indoor track team won a national championship. For example, uh, one of our students, uh, Michaela Jackson, won a national title in long jump. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, awesome. another student Dur- uh, durrell mason won a national championship in, in wrestling and he uh, it was just it was just entirely charming i was walking to a meeting and i saw this this kid coming to me that i i'd seen him on tv ah. but i uh, well streaming but I, it's tough to recognize fa- so right. I wasn't I, he looked familiar but what teed it off that made me think i know who this is is he's carrying a trophy oh. and he was walking down the hallway carrying his first place uh, wrestling championship trophy, and then he wanted to have a picture. And I'm thinking, you Aww, know it's so how charming <laughs> is that? Right? <laughs> that is, is awesome. This is a kid that's just e- ebullient I mean, he's just o- just so excited and excited about his experience, and and just a- about how appreciative he was for his education, for his team, a- and that's what you know. My nine months here now, the thing that that uh, I find. Most heartwarming that reaffirms why I'm here is how much people appreciate one another, how much people appreciate their experience, and that students feel at this point of the year not only they've been supported but they've achieved remarkable things. And they feel good about themselves is the, the tone on campus right now. And uh, I think coming out of spring break and people had a little decompression time. You come back to campus, there's an excitement. And commencement season's part of that excitement. National championships are part of that excitement. And research is part of that excitement. But there are hundreds of other things that go on that are individual triumphs and achievements in classes and labs. And it's such a nice time to be on campus.
0: (laughs) That is such a great story that the kid carried his his trophy. I love that. Uh, Anything else before I let you go?
1: I put his picture on my Instagram, too. Did you really? Because it was a
0: charming trophy. Well, yeah, that is is awesome.
1: Uh, I have been humbled by uh, going to meet with all the different departments and units on campus to get their sense of, you know, what are they most proud of, what are their aspirations for their future and for the future of our students. And what I've appreciated so much is... uh, the, not only the optimism, but there's a spirit here that we are going to be better than we are today and we're already pretty good. And I I like that sense of how we move forward, how we are going to continually become, you know, a a stronger campus that that serves the the interests of our communities and our students.
0: Well, wonderful. And I know you've got to be off because you are going to introduce the... the Ted. Off to X. Ted. Yeah. So TEDx MNSU. By the way, it starts at 10 o'clock today. There's still a chance if you want to go, you can uh, look it up online and find out when all the different talks are. And uh, if you want to catch Dr. Inch, you've got to get there at 10 o'clock. So
1: I've got to get there by then too. All right. So. Well, thank you so <laughs> right. much. We
0: appreciate your time and and uh, all the best. Thank you much. All right. Take bye care. Bye.